0: praise the lord jesus christ i want to welcome you to this time together with jason myself uh, this podcast uh, truth unveiled truth unveiled thank you sir and we're going to talk about a subject that we've entitled grace works i actually had a book by dudley hall years ago in, with that same title it's really powerful it sounds what, like a paradox where two apparent opposites but they actually complement each other the true grace of god Working in a believer's life will produce. It will. It will produce. I'm going to start off by saying this: um, uh, th- there's the un- there's the finished work of the cross. That's for your redemption. Uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 4 says, "Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes." Then there's the unfinished work in your walk. In other words, God wants us to fulfill. What are who we are in Christ. He wants us to manifest that in the earth so people can see the love of God for them through Christ. In other words, so we got, we got a lot of work to do. We're not finishing our redemptive work. Jesus did that, but we're spreading that to the world. And so you got any comments on that? I think
1: another way to, to say that between the finished work of the cross and then the, the working out of our faith uh, another way to say that is receiving the mercy of God at the cross Right. and then and then partnering with his grace or his ability to Absolutely. walk out our salvation.
0: Absolutely. And, and and as we're talking, it brings to mind uh, uh, where it talks about at the very end of Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Notice it's not work for, it's work out. And then the next verse goes on to say, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Faith is simply cooperating with the grace of God, allowing the grace of God to work in my life. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, I outworked all of you. But it wasn't me; it was the grace of God given to me. So, grace—it is unmerited, and it is the favor of God. But it's—but I—it's much broader. I mean, Peter said in First Peter four ten that we're to be the good stewards of the manifold or the multifaceted grace of God. In other words, what God has called you to do, or God has called me to do, He's given us the grace to do, and by faith we appropriate that grace. We we receive it, and we we're able to walk empowered by God by the grace of God. Go ahead.
1: Amen. and. and... A lot of the times, so people will say that, hey, once you uh, receive your salvation, there's nothing left to do. And Yes, for your salvation, for your salvation, to receive your salvation, there is nothing to do. You you are receiving it as a free gift by just believing upon the finished work of Christ and making Him Lord of your life. But there is a walking out or or, uh, faith with works. Um, and, and it says in Ephesians five eight it says walk as children of light. Yes. So if we're to walk, that that uh, constitutes a little bit of work. And then if you go on further down in the fifteen, it says, see then that you walk circumspectly, mm. not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord
0: is. Yes. And I think, Jace, where a lot of people get mixed up is they don't understand the difference between our vertical relationship with God and our horizontal walk in this world. In other words, I, I'm all my sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. I'm in Christ. I'm completely righteous in my born again spirit. But God wants me to walk that out, as we mentioned earlier, work out what you're saying, your, your own salvation with reverence, all fear and trembling. But here's something I find fascinating, and I'm going to explain this in, in a little bit. In Romans, chapter 13, I'm going to begin with verse eight. It says, Oh, no man, anything, but to love one another for he that loveth hath fulfilled the law. Now this is amazing. This is amazing. So the subject here is the love of God, the agape love of God that's shed abroad in the heart of every born again, child of God by the Holy spirit, according to Romans five, five, but it says, so, and when it says, Oh, no man, anything, it's a present tense verb verb. In other words, it pay your bills. I mean, it's not saying you can't borrow because if you, if you, can't, if you, if you uh, can't borrow, then lending would be a sin too. And the scripture talks about that. You know, we could get into all that. I do believe the borrower is the lender's slave. And I think it's, you know, God would love us to be debt free. So I'm not, that's not really what I'm after. But what he's saying, he said, don't al- allow outstanding debts to continue. Make your payments, make your bill. But he says, one debt you'll never pay off is the love debt. In other words, I always, because of His love for me, I always owe people love. Not that God's going to reject me if I don't walk in love, but I'm going to hinder, uh, in, I'm going to hinder people from seeing Christ in me, and on and on we could go. But so He says. So that's one debt I'll never pay off. And then He goes into the Ten Commandments, basically, and. And that says in Romans 13, that was verse 8. This is verse, verse 9. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. Watch this. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love, verse 10. Love works no ill will to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Now watch this. Christ is the end of the law. He fulfilled the law for righteousness but we walk it out and fulfill the law from righteousness. Because we're born again, as if, we, if you're a Christian, you've received Jesus, and you've become born from above or born again, God has called you and I not to fulfill the law for righteousness. Jesus did that. That's why he sat down on the right hand uh, of the Father, in, in according to Hebrews ten twelve. But we fulfill the law from righteousness. That's why it says in Romans 13, 10, in Galatians 5 and other places, Love doesn't work any ill will to his neighbor. Therefore, love fulfills the law. It completes what the law desired. A lot of people in the name of grace have demonized the law, and that is wrong. Romans chapter 3, verse 31 says, uh, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Mm-hmm. God didn't do away with the Ten Commandments. He merely relocated them in the heart of the believer, the born-again child of God. He's given us that new heart of flesh. His law laws written in our hearts. He, Ezekiel 36, 26. It talks about that in Hebrews chapter 8, Hebrews chapter 10. In other words, so so we fulfill the law from righteousness not for righteousness. Jesus did that all. That's why Romans 10, 4 says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. That's so powerful. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And and, uh, 1 John chapter 2, and Mm. I know you know where I'm going right Mm. there. And in verse 6, it says, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And Jesus, we know, walked in this love that you were just uh, professing right there. And, and we are called to walk in the same manner, right. the walking out of this love, submitting to one another, absolutely, and loving one another uh, in all things, through all things.
0: And that's a walk in the light. The yes. Bible says in 1 John 1, 7, uh, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship, intimate, koinonia, fellowship, one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. That's not talking about my position with Christ. It's talking about my walk in this life. Yes. And it's so powerful. When you see these things and you begin to understand these things, love completes the circle. That's why I've always asked, why are we commanded to love one another? In fact, Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, he said, a new commandment I give unto you. Now, these aren't commandments for righteousness. They're commandments from righteousness. I keep saying that because you got to get that, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's even bigger than as yourself. And so it's a new commandment, not an additional commandment, uh, uh, to the old covenant law. No, it's a, it's a new commandment based on a new birth, a new creation, a new nature. And it's a, it goes on to say, by this shall all men know you are my disciples by your love one for another. Flip side, if we're not walking in God's kind of love one for another, people aren't going to know. There's, a he, there's scripture in Hebrews chapter 12 that says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And I always thought that, man, if I'm not holy, I'm not going to see God. But really what that's saying, if I don't manifest consecration and holiness and, and, and a new uh, nature uh, people aren't going to see God through me without holiness no man's going to see God in me and mm-hmm. in, in other words going to shut down my manifestation of Christ and that's a big deal so yeah so how can we
1: profess Christ without walking in these things I agree uh, it, the, the uh, great commission to go therefore to all the ends of the earth mm-hmm. making disciples and, and baptizing in the name of the Father Son yep. and Holy Spirit how can we make disciples if we're not loving How can we bring the the truth of Jesus if we're not Mm -hmm. being the expression of his truth as well within how we treat one another?
0: It's so good. I want to show you this here. I'm I'm jumping over to 1 John 4. I'm checking here something here. Yeah, 1 John chapter 4. And look at this in verses 7 and 8. This is amazing to me. Look at this. Beloved, beloved, so he's talking to believers. Let us, let us, there's the vegetable, the spirit, Mm, it's Let us. Let, yeah. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So notice it's twofold. So if I'm manifesting love, it means, number one, his love. Number one, I'm born again. Number two, I know God. And then it goes on in verse 8 and says, He that loves not uh, knows not God, for God is love. Now think about that. He doesn't say he's not born again. In verse 8, he says, if, I, if he doesn't love, he doesn't know God. So it says, And in verse 7, it says, He that loves... He He's born of God and he knows God, but he that loves not knows not God, for God is love. I just think that's amazing. So are there carnal Christians that, uh, that are genuinely born again, but they don't walk in love? Absolutely. Look at the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in 1 Corinthians 3, it talks about that there's envy, strife, all these things. And the Amplified Classic says you walk like mere unchanged men. Basically, Paul's reprimanding them.
1: Right, so. right, and I mean even Oh, you foolish Galatians! Yes. Uh, when he writes to them as well, you can have deception within the walk, but still have salvation. Yeah, and and the the biggest deception that uh, that we're battling today is whether or not there's something to do post salvation. Yeah, and it's not for salvation that we're doing something, right. but we're doing things from salvation so that we can bring Jesus uh, Jesus to other people. Absolutely, if we choose not to. To bring anything to anyone else, then then we're just saying, well, this is for me and no one else, and yeah. we're being selfish huh. and self centered. And we started. can go we we can yeah. go for a while there. Yeah. And and I had this conversation this morning. Somebody said, well, well, I think uh, I, it seems like the Lord is sleeping, mm. like he like he's taking a nap while everything is happening in our in our nation. And and I responded to him with this: It's like no, he's not taking a nap. We're taking in that because we're not listening to the will and uh, and uh, being obedient to what God is telling us to do.
0: Absolutely,
1: and, and with this deception that, we, well, you know, we don't have to do anything. I'm saved, brother. I'm saved. Right. So you know, I and have my true. salvation.
0: And you don't have to do anything for salvation, right? But if you, but if, in walking in the Lord, walking as a disciple, man, I mean, if you're really in relationship with God, you're going to want to be about the Father's Amen. business. I mean, the, the this is we're talking about grace works. Grace empowers. Grace is amazing. And the Bible says it reigns through righteousness, Romans 5, 21. And and another thing, we talk about light. And I want to go back to that scripture we mentioned earlier in 1 John 1, 7. If I walk, not position, but if I walk in the light as he is in the light, I'm able to have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And then he warns, in fact, let me go there. Let's go to 1 John. He warns about walking in darkness as opposed to walking in light. If you've ever walked in darkness, if you've ever walked at night trying to go to the restroom and if you have kids and you stepped on a Lego or stubbed your toe, it's not not an enjoyable time. But it says, yeah, here, here, I want to show you this in verse 6 of 1 John 1. It says this, Well, back up to verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So the Bible says the path of the just, Roman, or Proverbs 4.18, is as a shining light. It shines more and more into the perfect day. Verse 19 of Proverbs 4 says the way of the wicked or their walk is as darkness. They don't, know what, they don't know what they're stumbling at. Can Christians walk in darkness? Well, let's look at this. It says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, that we're having fellowship with the Lord, and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So he's talking about our walk. If I say I have fellowship with him and I walk in darkness, I'm lying. So what is this darkness that that people can walk in? It's walking outside of love, outside mm-hmm. of the love of God. In fact, if you look in in 1 John 2, it says he's talking about a new commandment. Yeah, I'll just start again. Verse 8 of 1 John 2. Again, a new commandment. I write unto you which thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness of spiritual death is past and the true light now shineth. Now look at verse 9. He that saith he is in the light and hates his brothers in darkness even until now. And darkness isn't just, uh, that. this hatred isn't just an act of aggression. It can be in the Greek, messio in Greek can actually mean uh, to regard one as insignificant or to renounce one choice in favor of another. It's used in Luke 14, 26, where Jesus says, except, except you hate your father, mother, brothers, wife, children, brothers, sisters, even your own life, you can't be a disciple. It's not talking about active aggression. It's talking about regarding those uh, people at less than your relationship with God. In other words, keeping Jesus number one, that's what, that's what it means. But it says, so this walk of darkness has to do with how we treat our brothers. But he that hates his brothers in darkness, he walks in darkness. He doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So if we walk in the light, which is the love of God, and this is what the grace of God, grace, if it's working in your life, love is manifesting.
1: Amen. Amen. And I know this in my own life. is I, I, I was wondering why transformation was not happening in my mm. life. And, and, and I, I knew the promises of the word, where that I would be transformed, but I wasn't seeing it manifest in Mm. my life. And it was because I didn't understand grace and how it worked in my life. Mm. And so I needed to go back to the drawing board Mm. and I needed to ask the Lord, Hey, what is this about? What am I missing here? Mm. Because God's not missing it. If he was missing it, then we have no hope. But but I knew I was missing it. Mm. So I went to the drawing board and I asked God to reveal grace and reveal what it meant to me. And, and he revealed that it was an ability that he was giving to me to be able to walk out the things that he had for me, which allowed transformation to happen in my yes. life. Without that grace and without it working in my life, mm. transformation has no place in my life.
0: Absolutely. Man, that's good. That's good. So, And, and you mentioned grace and mercy. Mercy is not getting the judgment we deserve. Grace is basically getting the empowerment of Jesus. that that he's given us freely. so. Amen. Praise God. Pray us out, Jason. All right.
1: Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing at True Life. I thank you for what you're doing in everybody's life that hears this message today. Mm -hmm. I pray that it empowers them, that it gives them encouragement and hope to walk out the, the salvation that they have already been given and so that they can bring the love of Jesus to other people. And in the name of Jesus, bless everyone. And bless this church. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for and We'll see you next time. God bless.